Yeah, it's just about commitment. Um, you know, not half-assing shit. You know, you could say you could say, oh, I'm gonna try my best and do this and that. And when it comes to the, you're not running as hard as you should run. You're not, you know, going into 50-50s that you know, like that you have to go into and and stuff like that. Just this honing in on on the mentality and and what the coach asks in, in hand and and you know just being confident. I think confidence is a huge thing in soccer that people like overlook. The best players when they're confident that's when they shine obviously so trying to be confident as much as you can believing in your ability I think that's why I brought to the locker room just being yourself and knowing that you know you could be confident it's not bad to be confident like you know what I mean so yeah I think that I bring that as well and and it's a grittiness me I just love I just love you know everything about the game I just love challenging people trying to get the best of people you know I'm a very competitive guy so I think I bring the competitive spirit up when I when I came into LAFC for sure Live from our man caves in Virginia Beach, this is MLS Gone Wild, where Blem and Mike D bring you the latest news, rumors, analytics, predictions, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going, Blem. Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild, Season 3, Episode 25. This is your host, Blem. Listeners, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for joining us once again. This is your co-host, Mike D. Decision Day is upon us, and we have a very special guest who will be fighting for their playoff lives this Sunday. On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, we are joined by 2017 MLS Cup champion, league journeyman, and LAFC midfielder Raheem Edwards. Raheem, welcome to MLS Gone Wild. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to be here. Of course, Raheem. Thanks for joining us on such short notice. How are you doing tonight? Oh, uh, good, good. Um, just came back from training not too long ago, maybe say four or five hours ago. But just uh, chilling. We got a, as you said, a big one in, in front of us Sunday against Colorado. So uh, we, we train tomorrow and travel there and get ready for for a crazy, crazy, crazy day. All right, Raheem. Well, before we jump into kind of the nitty gritty of what's to come, we're gonna start off with some fun questions. We're gonna break the ice a little bit. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds perfect. That's fine. Awesome. All right. So. Doing a little bit of research about you, um, seen some interviews, big into music, love music, right? What's on your pregame playlist? Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of rap, it's a lot of like hard hitting beats, stuff that gets you going, you know, like not more the lyrics, but more the the beats and stuff to get you going, to get you in the groove. So a lot of rap is in my pregame list. Yeah, I, I feel that that was very much similar to what our locker room was like. But like, what specifically? Like, he gave me like a couple of songs. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of songs. There's a new song right now that uh, it's like Young Thug. He dropped is called uh, "Bubbly." It's with Travis Scott and Drake. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that it's like a, a hard hitting uh, uh, song, which is really really gets me going. Obviously, um, there's a couple of Drake ones from the new album, as you guys know. Um, there's Champagne Poetry. There's No Friends in the Industry. There's also Travis Scott that just uh, dropped two new songs today. I think those are pretty, pretty uh, dope. Uh, it's called Escape Plan and one's called Mafia. Mm-hmm. Like, so guys like Travis Scott, Young Thug, guys like that, I, I really like their music and uh, play it before I, before I go onto the pitch. I feel that. So speaking about Drake. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. I got to ask a question. This man was just dropping, just releasing new songs, essentially. Are sports and music synonymous? I think it is. I, I really think it is. I think like, a lot of people say uh, the, the rappers want to be athletes and the athletes want to be rappers, which is which I think is pretty true. Uh, so I think it is really synonymous for sure. 
Have you ever tried to rap? Um, uh, my brother, my brother's actually my brother goes to school in Cal State Fullerton. He's a really good rapper, like he's a really good artist. And uh, he tried to make me go on a track one time, and I was absolutely terrible. I I wish I was good, but I was absolutely <laughs> terrible. So I'd be uh, I'd be more into like the beat production and stuff like that, like you know a producer. But yeah, yeah, rapping is not my forte. Sadly, I wish it was. <laughs> so speaking about Drake, we read or or heard an article somewhere that. Nothing was the same as your is your favorite Drake album. Is that is that true or false? Yeah, yeah. Nothing was the same is probably my favorite Drake album. But there's so there's so many. But like that um, one is the most nostalgic to me for sure. It, it's it actually happens to be one of my favorite albums as well. Um, obviously, I don't think there's there's very few if any songs that and people give Drake such a bad rap. But he's one of my favorite artists. Um, I don't think that there's ever been a song that I haven't liked that he's put out. But Speaking of, you know, nothing was the same. What is your favorite song on that album? It definitely is. Oh, there's between two. It's between the actually. It's, it's so funny. It's between the first song, Tuscan Leather, and the last one, Jay Z. Yeah, those two for me just. Oh man, they're just so nostalgic. Like the like. Yeah. Just I just the beat. This it just brings me back to the first time listening to it, and it's just it's so nostalgic. So it's it's crazy for me. It's between Tuscan Leather and then Pancake. It's funny because um, me and Blake were actually talking about this when he dropped his latest album. One of, if not always, the last song on his album is always a hitter. Yeah, always. For, it's for me. For me, it's the first and the last. Like his yeah. first, his intros are crazy to me, like mm-hmm. unbelievable. The, the I Champagne Poetry is the first one that I think that one got caught me like right away. Right away, I loved it. Um, what else? There's so many of them that are just so good. And the, yeah, the outros too as well are just so good. So, so good. Yeah, my favorite on that, I, I what take, you said nostalgic, and it's funny because every time I hear that album or hear songs from that album, it takes me back to a very specific time. And it was actually when Blake and I were in college playing soccer together. We were on a bus trip and the album had just dropped that day. And we had like wow. a four or five hour bus trip. And that's perfect. That's, and the, per- so, that's yeah. the perfect time for so we were like, four or five right, hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Throw it on. We were going through it. And I remember laying down, you know, because at this time I think I was an upperclassman. And when you were upperclassman, you got the whole row in the bus to yourself. And so mm-hmm. I was laid up and I had my feet up against the glass and it was a nice, beautiful day outside. And we're driving like, like wide open sky and, and I'm listening and I'm just like, man, this is just a vibe right now. But uh, yeah. Pound, Pound Cake is definitely my favorite song on that album. That song is just. A- yeah. Man. The second half when he just starts, when he just starts talking about how he just randomly, you know, went, went to Wayne and, you know, it happened to anyone. So that yeah. was pretty cool as well. So, yeah, I love that album. The album, the song, I, I love Nothing Was The Same was amazing. It's a great one, yeah. So, in a recent rapid interview with LAFC, you said that you would make the best stand-up comedian on the team. So, we're gonna put you on the spot. Hit us with your best joke. Okay, so I I actually found this on Facebook. This was like I found it two years ago, but like I, I lost it in the wind, and I recently found it, found it again. So, um, it went like this. It was like, what do you call a guy with a rubber toe? You guys know? I uh, don't. No, I can't. Th- I'm not that quick. Roberto. <laughs> oh you get it, Roberto. Yeah. <laughs> Roberto. Roberto. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like it's so like plain and simple, but it's so corny, it's but it's hilarious. Puns, it's yeah. Puns. That 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 one there on Facebook killed me. When someone said that, I spurted out laughing. Man, that was just so simple, but so like funny. 
Yeah. See, you got you got to own it though. You can't tell us that you found it on Facebook. Like, you got to you got to own that. You yeah, know, but I don't want to. You know, yeah, I know, I could have, but I didn't want. You know, I didn't want to do that because I thought I think that's a pretty known joke a little bit. Because I when I said it to a couple of guys uh, on NLFC, that some of them knew it. Some of them didn't obviously, but some of them knew it. So I'm like, probably people know this joke. But yeah, that that joke for me is just, it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's simple, <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, you you asked the joke that the question. What do you call a guy with a rubber toe? I almost said Raheem Edwards. <laughs> no, I'm just playing no, with no. I'm just playing with you, man. I know, I know. You're busting my chops. <laughs> Touch as soft as a baby's bottom. Not a rubber toe for you. I well, I wish. I wish. I wish. <laughs> All right, but now that Halloween is over, Mike D thinks it's Christmas for the next two months. He's listening to all the, he's listening to all the songs. So I see where we're gonna go with this. He's listening to all the songs talking about putting up his Christmas tree. And I'm over here like Scrooge. I can't even begin to process Christmas until it's like December 20th. So Raheem, is it too early to put up the Christmas tree or to listen to Christmas music? Oh, okay. I, the Christmas tree, I think is a little, a little <laughs> too early. A little too early. The music, it started from the, as soon as November hit. Yeah. Yeah, the music's exactly. Going. Yeah. So, so the music, yeah, it's not, it's never too early for the music, I think, or at least right now, but the tree, we're pushing it, maybe we're, we're pushing it, we're pushing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't stopped listening. Like Christmas music is the only thing that plays in my car right now. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not really like, I'm not against Christmas music, music but like, there's nothing for me to play maybe. Cause I, for me, it's like, oh, Christmas is around the corner. It's like, for me, it's like, oh, it's the 24th. Oh my God, it's Christmas. Like, I need to start. Like, I'm I'm late to the punch, so yeah. I need to I need to be into it. It's the 24th. I gotta buy gifts. <laughs> yeah, exactly that type of thing. So, oh man, hopefully not this year. I, I was given I, I was giving Mike D a hard time today, and then I sent him a picture because I was sitting at my desk on YouTube listening to Last Christmas. <laughs> and uh, Mike D was like, "You're finally getting into the spirit, brother." But I'm like, "That, that song's a vibe, you know. That song is an absolute vibe." Oh yeah, yeah. If I, I, if I was if I was in the car and I was listening to the radio, I think is it playing on the radio now? Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume it is. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Obviously, you know me. You have the aux cord, so I'm just playing whatever I can. Yeah. You know, yep. play. So yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, so Raheem, when you aren't balling in LAFC's midfield, what do you like to do in your free time, and how has it been adjusting to life? And the big city of LA. Yeah. Um, well, if I'm not playing soccer, I'm usually at home chilling. I don't really go out too much, but I usually just play Call of Duty Warzone. I'm I'm huge into Warzone. Yeah. Um, I play like probably four or five hours a day after training with my friends. That's how I connect with my friends and you know catch up with my friends and whatnot. Because obviously I'm on Pacific time, they're on East time. It's not like a big difference, but the three hours is is kind of cool. And say to say like their day's done, my day is just you know just beginning sometimes. So yeah, I like to catch up with my friends playing wars on and whatnot like that. Mike T, go ahead, man. Oh, I know Blake. Blake, he knows that I wanted to jump in so bad. We play wars on <laughs> a bunch, but uh, I probably am am the bigger gamer of our group. Um, just love it. Did you get Did you get Vanguard? I just I literally just downloaded it before I called you guys. So I'm mean, yeah. actually like when our thing's done, I'm gonna go try to rip some guns out. Got to grind some camos. <laughs> yeah, camos, attachments, just trying to see. Like I'm really into Call of Duty. Like I've been into it since I was like 14. Like 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 the esports, like the competitive Call of Duty. I've been into it since I was young. So I love COD. Man, you and I were not so different, you know. I was actually yeah, playing right before yeah. we got on this call. I had to like stop myself because we had to get on the call. <laughs> So yeah, I got a, I got 
I got a couple questions because I'm the bot of the group. I'm absolutely oh, terrible. Bot. I play just for fun. <laughs> I played, I play for the same reasons you do, Raheem. I play to connect with my boys that are, you know, back in Ohio and all across the country. But I got a series of questions for you here. First of all, where do you drop? Well, it depends. Right now, all my guys, like, they're done playing on, on Verdance. They're, they, they, oh. like, they're, they, they chalked it. Even though I want to play on it, I don't have none, none of my friends play on it. So I just don't want to, like, you know, just hop into, like, random parties and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're usually on the Rebirth Island, and we usually land at Bioweapons. But if I'm mm-hmm. in Verdance, I usually like to land before in hand. This is, like, probably two, three seasons before. But I used to, like, used to land, like, Farmland. I used to love Farmland. Farmland was my spot. Yeah. We land lumber literally every drop, I, and then we I try. I love lumber too. I love lumber too. And then you go, and you make that cross over to to farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do the opposite. We land farm, and then we go to lumber. Then we go across to downtown. Yeah. Oh my God! You've probably killed me thousands of times, Raheem. Hey, don't maybe, even know hey we might have crossed. Yeah, exactly. We might have crossed paths. You never know. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's my route, though. Usually. That's awesome to hear. Love that. What's your uh, What's your PR? My PR, I think is maybe a 20 bomb, 18 or 19. Ooh, yeah. kind of nice then. No, I'm decent. I'm not bad. I'm going to, I'm going to toot my horn, but I'm not, I'm not bad. This is back in the day when the kilo and the growl was really, really good. So that was okay. like a couple seasons ago. Yeah. So what are you using now? Now? Oh my God. All the guns are balanced and like, there's so many guns to use right now. I'm trying to level up the EM2. The AK-47 right now is like everyone's go-to gun. I have the OTS. That's my, that's my, that's my sub for sure. I use mm-hmm. the OTS, I use the Mac. So those are the guns I use right now that I'm trying to, trying to level up. All right, Mike Raheem D. Raheem knows what he's talking about. Mike yeah, D, yeah, this is... Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm with the... I, trust me, I know my COD, man. I play COD religiously, for sure. Yeah, man, I used to I used to be, like, back in high school, like, camping out overnight to get Call of Duty really yeah. nice and, like, skip school yeah. the next day with my boys on Xbox Live. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a good, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we talk the same language. <laughs> Mike D, this is your opportunity to plug your new TikTok, your Instagram, all of your sniper clips. Tell the people where they can come watch you do your thing on Warzone. Oh man, yeah. this is this is a, this is the this is the world premiere right here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Raheem, I actually just I just bought a PC and I started getting into like video editing and stuff like that and started a TikTok. And it's um, on TikTok, it's Adidas, so it's Adidas but with WZ at the end. So it's like all day I dream about Warzone. Um, cool. And then same thing on Instagram, but there's an underscore in the front of it. So that's at underscore Adidas, A-D-I-D-A-W-Z um, on Instagram and TikTok, except for on Instagram, it's underscore at the front. But yeah, I do like um, sniper kills, clean, uh, team wipes, you know, Blake, you know, talking about <laughs> how I got aimbot. Like, it's funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, do you have PC now? I do. I do. I play PC, but I play controller. So I don't think I'm going to move away from, from controller because yeah. mouse keyboard is... I'm I'm not with that yeah. right now, but uh, but yeah. How so, much how much of a dis- difference is it from? Did you get the PS5 or no? So that's what I did. Or yeah, so I I initially got the PS5 and was playing on that, and I'm actually getting you know I'm getting more into esports like into the industry, um, yeah. taking a course at at UCI right now. But aside from that, um, just started getting more into. It. I've been like heavy on on Twitch, watching like Nick Merckx and Tim the Tapman and all these guys, and yeah. Um, just started realizing like PC gaming is there's just so yeah. much more capability with it. Mm-hmm, and so I was mm-hmm. like, man, I, I shouldn't even have got a PS5. I should have just got a, got a PC. And so I just, and like in the last couple of weeks pulled the trigger. Um, and it's, it's honestly, I should have, I should have done it a long time ago. 
Yeah, I'm gonna do it too. I've been I've been thinking about doing it. I think I'm gonna do it it's, next it's, season for sure. I'm gonna pull the trigger. I heard it's worth it. It's definitely worth it, hundred percent. All right. So before this MLS Gone Wild podcast turns into Warzone <laughs> Gone Wild, we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, Out of Time Outfitters. Stick around because after the break, we'll be discussing Raheem's career, his first season with LAFC and their decision day matchup with Colorado Rapids. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back in 60 seconds. We all love the beautiful game. We spend countless hours watching, tweeting, discussing, playing, and talking about the sport. And we all have our favorite memories when our teams made history. Moments like Liverpool's miracle in Istanbul or Celtics 2-1 triumph over arguably the best Barca side ever. Those moments that keep us coming back for more. But what if you could carry those moments with you all the time? At a Time Outfitters creates soccer-inspired wristbands to let you wear those memories on your wrist. Each reversible elastic design gives supporters of the beautiful game a unique way to rep their favorite team in any setting. With wristbands for your favorite teams from across Europe, the USA, and beyond, each At a Time design incorporates a 90-minute story from that famous match. Check out all 24 of Added Time Outfitters' current designs on the web at www.addedtime.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Added Time Outfitters. Welcome back to MLS Gun Wild Season 3, Episode 25, featuring LAFC midfielder Raheem Edwards. Head over to AddedTimeOutfitters.com for all your soccer-inspired wristbands and apparel. Use code GONEWILD, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Raheem, in your six professional seasons in MLS, you've suited up for five different teams. Walk us through your journey from signing your Toronto FC homegrown deal to now with LAFC and how this MLS journeyman process has shaped you into the player and man you are today. Yeah, so um, as you guys know, uh, my first club in MLS professionally was uh, TFC. Uh, I was there with TFC2 prior to that for two or three years. Um, did well through there, through USL. Um, as I said before, USL was a brilliant like platform to, to showcase younger talent and develop younger talent, talent to make them prepare for the MLS level. Um, so luckily I did well. TFC signed me for 2017. And that year was, as you guys know, magical. We won everything we could, we could possibly win. Um, that year we broke the points record and whatnot. And after that year, uh, the re-entry draft, um, that's what got me. Um, there was 11, there was supposed to be 11 players, obviously each team protected. I wasn't protect, I wasn't protected. Um, LAFC came calling. I thought I was going to go to LAFC for a quick second. And then I found out I was going to Montreal, which was obviously TFC's uh, rival, which was pretty funny at the time because I'm from Ontario. I'm from Toronto. So I know how that grudges between Montreal people and, and Ontario people. So yeah, I spent six months in Montreal, obviously in a rebuilding process. It wasn't, wasn't the best ideal situation that happened with me and and uh, and Montreal. So we split ways, and I got traded to Chicago. And same thing again. Chicago was in a rebuilding process. You know, a team that was looking to get into playoffs, try to be a contender. You know, for the playoffs and whatnot. The seasons, well, I played two seasons, two and a half seasons there. Um, we did decent. We had we had a decent team, I think, with uh with 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 Panovic. I thought Panovic was was a good coach. It's just that this didn't work out. You know, we just didn't meet our goals and whatnot. And they went to an, in a new direction with new ownership and new, uh, a new front office. And after they knew that I had two, two and a half years there 
and they were looking, you know, to just to move on. They knew that it was time for me to move on. So I went, Minnesota came knocking on the door, um, went to Minnesota, didn't know what to expect. Obviously, I never been to Minnesota in my life. Lovely city, lovely people. Um, the organization was great. The, the locker room there was uh, was awesome. Um, we went pretty, pretty far, actually, a lot farther than what we thought we could have went. We went to the Western Finals. Um, we did decent. Uh, after now, here I am in LAFC. And, you know, I'm back to playing a lot of football like I was when I was playing with Toronto. And um, I say, you know, it's LAFC is we're a good team. It's just that sometimes we, we, we shoot ourselves in the foot defensively and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, now we, we got a last game here in uh, Decision Day against Colorado, a team that's pushing for first place. So it's going to be a, a hell of a game, obviously. Going away to, to Colorado in the altitude is going to be it's gonna be an, a wild one for sure. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit, like, throughout this journey of going from club to club to club, city to city to city, how has that helped mature you? Like, what's that process been like? What's that development been like for you mentally and, and all of that? Just seeing that diversity of, of you know, different different cities and, and whatnot. And, you know, when I was in Chicago, my son was born in Chicago. So that right there, you know, made me even mature even faster, obviously, being a father. Um, you know, just seeing different locker rooms and, and different personalities and how di clubs are ran differently from different clubs and stuff like that. I think that gave me the maturity and, and you know, what to, like, my, the know-how, what to like, what to expect next from different clubs and whatnot, and how to you know re, like act and and be around you know your teammates or your your colleagues. Uh, that's from the GMs to you know the players on your team. So yeah, being around that many teams is is obviously is good for personalities, personnel rise where, where you know like what to expect and how clubs are and how they handle people and whatnot like, and whatnot like that. But yeah, um, you know now that I that I've been recently playing now with LAFC and and you know been finding a good path again now with MLS is I just want to keep it going and keep on playing and improving and you know just showing my talent out there for not even just MLS for the whole world to see absolutely yeah Raheem you suffered a, a knee injury in 2019 with the fire causing you to miss I believe 10 matches and in 2020 you totaled just 259 minutes for Minnesota United. Actually, I sent out a tweet before the podcast saying we we're going to have you on and some Minnesota fans said that they love you in a in a Minnesota United kit and they wish that that would have lasted a little bit longer. So, um you know, they think highly of you still in Minnesota, but this this season for LAFC has been your first 1000 plus minute season with one club since 2017 when you were with Toronto FC. So when you came to LFC, did you know you were going to have this important of a role before signing? And how important has this season been for you to get your young career back on track? Yeah. So um, when I signed, when I first signed here, I didn't. I probably I I don't know what they expected. I'm just saying it from my perspective. I knew that I could be a, a be a big help to this team. Um, I didn't know where I was going to play. I didn't. I really had no idea where I was where I was going to play because I remember Mark. If you guys know Mark Anthony K, I grew up playing with him. I played with him at TFC two before I signed my first contract with with uh, TFC, the first team. He was a winger. He was an out and out winger, left back. And then after I see him at LESC playing in the center mid. So when I went there, I was open to the fact that I could possibly play anywhere. So I knew that like I'm a switch army knight. I'm a switch army knight where I could play anywhere. But I do the job to the best of my abilities. Obviously, some people may like it. Some people don't. That's football. I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, I knew that I could be a big help, and I think I kind of surprised a lot of people 
in terms of me playing a lot because people probably some people didn't even know that I signed for LAFC. It was kind of like under the radar. So so yeah. So with you saying that, like you played in your past two seasons less than 500 minutes, and now, like I said, you have over a thousand minutes. There's probably some people out there that wrote you off that forgot about Raheem Edwards. What would you say to those people? Uh, nothing is it's, it's, it's football. There's there's opinions on everything about players, teams, and whatnot. I don't let that affect me. Just I'm here. I give my 100. I'm I'm trying to you know help the team win. I I do it for the team. I, I love I love the game. I love to play, and then. I'm going to continue to do so to the best of my ability. Yes, sir. Mike D, did you hear him say the words Swiss Army Knife? It's like he read our tweet last week. It's like he read the tweet last, last week. So Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that a lot. I heard the Swiss Army Knife about me a lot, so I'm going with it for sure. There you go. There you go. Right. So you've shown, obviously, that you've been able to play um, in a multitude of different positions, you know, left wing, uh, left wing back, left wing, or an advanced midfield role. You know, like we mentioned in that tweet, following your recent match for Vancouver, um, we called you the Swiss Army Knife. Um, so if you could describe to us your style of play, what's in your bag, and how are you able to adjust and take advantage of the positional flexibility that Bob Bradley is trusting you with? Yeah, um, I'm a player that, you know, I think I could do a lot of things well. I'm like, I'm not, not to say I'm amazing at one thing. I think I'm, I could do, I could defend a lot better than a lot of people uh suspect me to i could pass well i could make a long pass really really well um obviously you guys know i could dribble i'm a really i'm a really aggressive dribbler sometimes where i like to take people on um and i'm tidy too i'm, I'm pretty tidy for for you know someone that's labeled this as an athletic long like fast striker i'm pretty i think i'm pretty technical as well too so when i mean switch out army knife i mean i could do everything pretty decently not i'm not saying i'm amazing i'm a worldie but i could do everything pretty decently to a to a good degree. So I'm, that's why I think Bob sees me as someone that could just get the job done no matter where you put him. Yeah. And what you Jack ask of, him. Yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Speaking of Bob Bradley and your first season playing under him, is there something that he has helped you with or you have improved most upon under him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bob, uh, there's one thing about Bob. You could ask him, we have what, let's say we have 30 players on our team. You could ask him every single player what he needs to do to be better, and Bob could give you a 30-page essay of what they need to do, be, do to be better. But um, for me personally, he's awoken my, my, like my awareness to the game. It's like sometimes like in games before where I, I wouldn't be too into, not too into it, I'd just be lost in the cause, like not focused on the play in hand and what's going on, like where's the where's the ball going to drop? Where's the, he's like made me sniff things out, like be more attentive to what could happen during this play or after this play. Like, so he, he awoke me, he awoken me like tactically, like through my eyes and through my, my thought process and everything like that. Bob is harped on me and he made me better like that. Do you feel like right now, is this the best Raheem Edwards on the soccer field that you've ever been? Um, that's, uh, that's, it's opinionated. I think that I, I'm the most, this is the most I've been like tuned in, if, if that makes sense. The most I've yeah. been like honed in, like I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, you know, I know what needs to be done in hand. I'm not, it's not a deer in headlights. It's a guy that's focused and, and ready to like, you know, complete the task. So I'd say, yeah, I'm the most complete right now for sure. I've ever been. It sounds like it, what I'm hearing is like, you're the most confident you've ever been. Exactly, and then and Bob gives me that confidence as well, obviously, because he knows what I bring. So, 
Yeah, as I said before, Bob is not just Bob, obviously, Bob and the whole staff, Kenny Arena, um, Mike, um, Ante, as you guys know, these guys are amazing, man. Every day they, they come in and they just try to push you to make you better. So it's great. Yeah, you're definitely confident. You said it a couple of minutes ago that, you know, we, we can tell your confidence through some of your dribbling and, you know, you're willing to take players on and you're willing to try to, you know, you're willing to make a mistake to try to make a play. So let's talk about a couple of plays from your last two matches. One's going to be a good one, Raheem. Uh, one's going to be, you know, a, a not a great highlight, but we're going to take the positives out of it. So we'll start with that. So let's start with your most recent match first, Vancouver. In the 14th minute, you were dispossessed at midfield, and two passes later, the ball found its way to the back of the net for the Whitecaps for them to take a 1-0 lead. Uh, following that play, you turned in an impressive performance, completing 79% of your passes, creating a chance, winning seven duels, and recovering eight balls. For you, how important is it for players and yourself to forget those kinds of plays and focus on the rest of the match and the next play at hand? Exactly. Um, as you just said, focusing on the next play. Bob and and the whole staff has been harping into us like you cannot get stuck on you know little stuff that happened three five minutes ago you know already happened just you just got to focus up and, and the next play the next play the next play so yeah um you know sometimes in games like stuff is not going to go your way you make a bad pass it may, it may lead to a goal or not but it's you can't hang your head is this what can I do to help the team as much as possible to bring you know to get a goal back or, or you know complete the task at hand, which is to win a game. So, yeah, that's all I focus on, you know? Yeah, and you guys fought back to get a draw in that game, and you played a big part in that. So a, a win in that match against Vancouver would have got you guys to 47 points, and that would have been tied for the last playoff spot in the West. Uh, what was the team's overall feeling following the missed opportunity to get all three? Yeah, obviously we're disappointed for sure. Um, but we did we did like the way we played, obviously. I thought we, we dominated the game. We had a couple of, like – a good, decent chances. I just think we need to, we need to finish our chances. Obviously, um, I think in the league we're like we're, we're expected to get the most goals, we get the most chances and whatnot, but we just don't put them away. Obviously, so yeah, we're disappointed. But like as we said, now we focus on Colorado and we got to get three points and 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 that's it. This is we can't just harp on you know drawing, getting a draw and you know stay on that. It's just like on to Colorado. Let's do it. Let's let's get three points. Yep, clean slate. It's a brand new season. So. Blake teed it up for me, nice. So I get the he, he talked about the you know the dispossession, but I get to talk about the positive. And yeah, um, I gotta be the bad guy. You know? <laughs> hey, 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 soccer, it's soccer. So a lot of what you do for LASC doesn't show up in the box score, but two games ago versus the Seattle Sounders, you recorded your first assist on a beautifully weighted center back splitting through ball to Brian Rodriguez, who went five hole on Stephen Fry. Walk us through that play and tell us what you were feeling after contributing your first LASC goal. Yeah, um, I remember that play where I think prior to that, I think I got the ball in that area, but it was I didn't really have any time on the ball. So I remember I, I think I got the ball from Latif, actually, this this play. I got the ball from Latif, and I took a touch, and I had a lot of time. Um, I think Kellen – I don't know if it was Kellen Rowe or Tenshio that was beside me. That One of them were supposed to step out to me, but I had a lot of time on the ball. And um, I remember Brian looking at me and be like, LAFC, we like to play through small gaps mm -hmm. if we can. We call, them, we call them windows. We like to play through windows. That's what we do. We like to, you know, not force the ball, but try to play the ball through windows as much as we can. Um, and I remember Yamar, I think, shifted over a little too much over to Brian, and I seen there was a little gap to play the ball, and I knew, like, the ball had to be absolutely perfect. So I just 
played it there, and I think Brian had uh, it was good on Brian for the recognition to know that I was playing the ball through there as well. So it was good on him. He could t- took a perfect way to pass, and he, he five hold uh, uh, Fry, and it was a great goal. Yeah, it was perfectly weighted. Brian Rodriguez's run was also really nice. It was an outside to end run. He split the outside back and the one of the three center backs that Seattle has. So like that essentially that opened the scoring for you guys in that game. So essentially it was the game winning assist. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody's told you that, but that's that's the game winning assist, man. Yeah, that's yeah, an important an important game for three points. That's well, that's all I'm happy about. We got three points, and you know, that's it. Absolutely. So, I mentioned Brian Rodriguez. You know, he's a, obviously he plays for the Uruguayan national team. Uh, you had Diego Rossi who went over to uh, over to play in Europe, and you have Carlos Vela, one of the best players ever in MLS, and one of the best Mexican players ever on your team. Like, what's it been like to play with? and Edward Atuesta and all these other great guys that you guys have. What's it been like to play with those players on that ras- on that roster and play with them and learn from them? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. You know, before beforehand, obviously, when you would watch the league two years ago, a year ago, you'd just see LAFC, LAFC, you'd just see how they played and how they played so beautifully, how Edward was a huge role in that. Obviously, Diego Rossi was a huge role in that. You've seen the year where Carlos had 30, what, 34 goals, 15 assists, like... <laughs> What a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing to see these guys train and, and, you know, see how they are from day to day, obviously, and, and learning from them, not even just from them, from, from other guys as well, too. You know, just like just a, this, this LAFC team, just a huge family, just a big, big, big family. Everyone here is fighting for each other, loves each other. And, you know, that's that's important. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, learning from those guys is, is really cool. And to see these guys now, obviously, from watching them on the TV, it's is pretty cool. So, so let me ask you this question, and I think this is interesting. Something just popped into my head. What do you think is the biggest difference between the 2017 Cup-winning Toronto FC side and this current LAFC team? I just think the ruthless, like the like. I think the 2017 Toronto team was would take the game by the scruff of its neck if you gave us a chance, and we would not let go of that. You know, we would not let go of that hold. Like, if we took the lead, we were winning the game. If we even if we didn't start out start off well there's something that we knew where we're probably going to win this game we're going to show our class and win this game for for the lafc team i think we're a really good team like we get a lot of opportunities that we just don't take this, the game by the scruff of the neck and after we usually end up end up shooting ourselves in the foot sometimes which is obviously it's annoying and whatnot but yeah i, I think that's that's the difference like taking the game by the scruff of the neck so i was watching the cooligans interview with you earlier i believe it was in april and you had a quote, they were talking about the 2017 Toronto FC team. And you said that you know how to win. And that was regarding your mentality that basically was blossomed from the 2017 Toronto FC side. Like, describe to me your mentality and like, what does knowing how to win look like? And how do you portray that on your teammates? Like, how have you helped LAFC and, and their knowing how to win process? Yeah, it's just about commitment um you know not half-assing shit you know you could say you could say oh i'm gonna try my best and do this and that and when it comes to the you're not running as hard as you should run you're not you know going into 50 50s that you know like that you have to go into and and stuff like that just just honing in on on the mentality and and what the coach asks in, in hand and and you know just being confident i think confidence is a huge thing in soccer that people like overlook the best players when they're confident 
that's when they shine, obviously. So trying to be confident as much as you can, believing in your ability. I think that's why I brought to the locker room, just being yourself and knowing that, you know, you could be confident. It's not bad to be confident. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that I bring that as well. And and just a grittiness. Me, I just love I just love, you know, everything about the game. I just love challenging people, trying to get the best of people. You know, I'm a very competitive guy. So I think I bring the competitive spirit up when I when I came into LAFC for sure. All right, so let, let's get down to decision day. So your final game of the regular season is this Sunday at 6 p.m. versus the Colorado Rapids. Win or go home time for you guys, LAFC. A win and a Vancouver loss or real Salt Lake loss or tie sees you guys into the playoffs. You beat them earlier this year 2-1 and have a record of 4-1 and one against them all time. What's the energy like in the locker room ahead of this pressure-packed decision day match? And what do you guys need to do to secure all three points? Yeah, um, the guys are just ready. Guys are up for it. Guys can't wait. We can't wait to travel. And, you know, it's a decision day and it's not, it's not, you know, it's not a boring decision day. It's a, it's a winner go home situation. This is like a final. It's basically a final, you know, guys are ready to go. Um, you know, Colorado is a team that's fighting for first. So it's going to be, a, it's not going to be an easy game by any, any stretch, obviously. And playing in the altitude and stuff, we're up against it, but we're not using any of that as an excuse, you know, we're going to go there and, and give our all to, to win three points and, and, you know, make the, and make the playoffs. And I think if we make the playoffs, man, we've been, we've been on a really, really good run. So it could be scary for a lot of teams in the West, to be honest. Ride that momentum right into the playoffs and then anything can happen. So exactly in that game, you know, this matchup will be Mark Anthony K's first game versus old club since being traded midsummer. You know, you mentioned being boys, you were his teammate with, with LAFC and he's a fellow Canadian international. You two will be matched up in the midfield against one another throughout the match. You gonna get in there and throw an early foul on him and kind of let him know whose midfield that is? <laughs> um, <laughs> if I get a chance to, you know, me and him are good friends, obviously. But like, as 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 I said, I'm a competitor, and that guy's a competitor too. As I just think it's a Toronto in Toronto nature just to be competitive. So, yeah, I'm gonna go after him. He's gonna go after me. But after the game, we're gonna shake hands and you know be the best friends, obviously. But when I'm on that pitch, I'm gonna try to dominate that guy for 90 minutes plus. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he's gonna probably do the same. So it sounds like exactly. your relationship's pretty good with him, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's awesome. So, at the beginning of the season, when you were signed for LAFC, Mark Anthony K was actually the starter, and you were behind him. And since he's left, you've obviously taken over, and you're playing 90 just about every single game. Do you come into this game with a little bit more motivation? Like, you know what? I shouldn't have been your replacement. I should have been right there beside you. Or I could have had your spot, bro. I'm, you know what? I'm going, I'm going into that game. Not even, not even. It's not even about market. I'm just going down. I'm just going there as we need need to win three points. We need to make the playoffs because I think if we make the playoffs, we are gonna go. So I just have a feeling in my gut. I don't know what it is. If we make playoffs, we're gonna go far because I think right now we're at we're like we're on a good trend right now where we're not not losing games, but we're winning games and retiring games. We're on a good trend right now. So I think. As you guys know, it's, it's the best. This is the best time to catch, you know, fire just before the playoffs. Yeah. So I think we're catching fire right now. So if we can get three points and make it in the playoffs, it's gonna be it's gonna be great for us. Yeah. So you you talk about that momentum. It's six unbeaten dating back to October third. What have you guys done, or has there been something that's changed tactically or in the locker room or whatever that's attributed to this success in the last month? Yeah, I think it's the tactical. Um, the tactical like. Of fluidity like there's games where we start out three five two and then the 20th minute we change to a three four one two and after the next game 
we'll start off as what let's say four, four three four one two and then after we change it to four three three i think guys on this team are, are tactically adaptive which is really really good obviously so i think that helped us a lot and and guys stepping up like as you said chicho chicho has been excellent since he's uh since he came from 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 his team in yeah in colombia so Guys are stepping up and, and guys are playing well and, and guys are running hard, defending hard now. And, and, you know, there's a purpose now. It seems like there's a purpose now where, like, damn, we need to make playoffs. We need to, we need to show, the, show, the, show the league what type of team we are because we, we believe and we know we're a very, very, very good team. It's just we haven't shown for it. So, yeah, that's, that's the mentality. We're trying to get into the playoffs and show, show guys who we are. So failure if you guys don't make it. Failure, I think, is a failure. We should, we should definitely be a playoff team. For sure. 100%. I agree. Raheem, you've bounced around the league, like we said at the beginning of the episode. Is LAFC a place that you want to stay long-term? Um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm open to it for sure, obviously, for sure. Um, it, I'm, I'm, ending, I'm ending my contract. I'm on the, the end of my contract here. I'm going to be a free agent. So we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, I'm focused now, obviously, on trying to make the playoffs with LAFC and, and seeing where that goes. But, you know, LA is a great city, obviously. The weather's great. There's nothing much. The, the front office, the front office, the whole staff, from the kitchen people to they've been top class. The fans here are great. So LA is definitely a place I enjoy for sure. But I, I, as again, I'm, I'm a free agent, and that's a rarity in this league to be a free agent at my age. So I'll see where my options lay, and and we'll see where, where what happens. Hey man, <laughs> if, if you ever get a chance to come to the crew, baby, we'll take you. <laughs> I got some good friends over there. I got some good friends over there. You never know. You never know. We'd love to have you, man. <laughs> uh, Mike D, do you have anything for Raheem before we let him go? Uh, just closing thoughts here. Obviously, LA is a beautiful city. I've been there myself. Um, obviously, you probably know this by now, but for anybody out there who's listening who may not have been to LA before, make sure you don't take a wrong turn because it's a beautiful city until you make the wrong turn and you're in a completely different city. But <laughs> <laughs> Raheem, thank you so much for joining MLS Going Wild. We really do appreciate it, like Blake said, on the short notice. Decision day is upon us, and I'm liking the confidence that you're bringing. I, you know, some, there's something to be said about a gut feeling. Yeah, no, I, just some, it's just something I feel. I feel like we're going to win in Colorado, and we're going to go on a huge run. I just have a feeling. All right. All right. Well, we'll be watching, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, you guys, for having me. Listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode of MLS Gone Wild featuring LAFC midfielder Raheem Edwards. NFL is usually king on Sunday, but this Sunday, MLS takes the throne. Decision day, ladies and gentlemen. Six playoff spots still up for grabs. Be sure to tune into ESPN Plus at 6 p.m. on Sunday to watch Raheem Edwards and LAFC take on the Colorado Rapids in a win or go home match. We'll see y'all in the playoffs. Peace.